Awesome. Merry Christmas to you all. It's so good to have you here. Um, it's, uh, it's Christmas. It's here. It feels like this year has flown by, and uh, I'm really thankful to be here with you and thankful that you've chose to join us. There's a lot of places you could be today, a lot going on with uh, friends and family in the city, and we're thankful you're here. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. We're going to get to have a very special time uh, together today. I'm excited. Uh, this is my, my little baby, our new baby. It's her first Christmas, and so everything's a little bit fresh when you have a new baby, and so we're excited about that. I don't know what's going on in your house over the next couple of days, but I've been trying to steer my kids to what the real meaning of Christmas is about, right? So many kids grow up, and they just don't even now know what, what Christmas is about. They think it's all about Santa, and so I've been doing my best to just make sure they know it's about the birth uh, of our Lord uh, Jesus, and but we live in the culture that's very gifts-oriented. Uh, me and my wife aren't super gifts-oriented. If you're familiar with the, the five love languages, gifts doesn't really show up on ours. It doesn't, gifts don't really move the needles, which is weird because, like, who doesn't like gifts? But it just doesn't excite us. We don't, it's not weird for us to go buy an anniversary or a birthday and just not get, in each other, get, get each other anything. And so that's really nice as a husband. Let me just tell you, it's really nice. <laughs> Because I know it doesn't really matter to her. Now, she likes it. She appreciates a nice little gift here and there. But we don't do it as much on that. We're not uh, uh, as obsessed with it. But my mom and her mom are, love to give gifts. I think they'd like to get them, too. They don't say that. But they definitely love to, to give them. And you know who the best gift giver is? Is God. God's the best gift giver. God is uh, like the most extreme version of the person in a Christmas gift exchange. You ever do one of those? And then there's one person who does not pay attention to the limit and they just go all out. And like, Cheryl, why'd you buy the iPod? And it was a $20 limit. You know, she just goes, God is the most extreme version of that because he gives really good gifts to his kids. And uh, we're going to talk about the gifts that he brings us in, in this gift of, of Jesus, most import- importantly. Can you imagine being in a gift exchange with God? And you're like, hey, God, I, I got you a gift card. 25 hours of church volunteer this year. Like, God, you can redeem it whenever you want. Can you imagine doing that? And God's like, yeah, I made you the mountains and the beach. You're welcome, like, oh, God, that's such a good gift. I don't know what to give you. Like, okay, well, I made you these coupons. I made you special coupons. This one's be a good Samaritan. You tell me when to be a good Samaritan, turn the coupon in, and I'll be a good Samaritan. Or forgive your neighbor coupon. Or, God, I've got one more, and it's church work day. You can redeem it only during these times, and it's not redeemable for cash, no cash value, you know? So you wouldn't want to be in a gift uh, exchange uh, with God because you'd be outgiven every time. And we really are in a gift exchange with God. We, we receive the gift of Jesus Christ. And I want to talk to you about Jesus isn't just the gift of salvation. He's, he's so much more. And the birth of Jesus brings so much that I want to share, share my heart with you today. And um, I need help. I need help from some kids. We have kids in the room. You can hear them. You can hear mine, I know for sure, if you can't hear anybody else's. And I'm excited that we have kids in here, and I'm going to need some help from some kids because I want to talk to you about the three gifts that Jesus' birth brings us. So where's where's a kid that can help me? I need a kid that can help me. Brian, you be the first one. You come open this big gift. Why not start with a big gift? Isn't that, you're next, you're next. All right, go go back, and I'll call you, I'll call you, I'll call you, I'll call you, okay? Um, So I'm going to try to keep it short today, and so I need you to unwrap this gift very quickly. This is the first gift and most important gift that Jesus gives us. 
Quickly, man, I'm on a time constraint. People got dinner cooking. It's in the crock pot at home right now. Open this one up and see what we got in there. And my wife wraps super good, so you're, you probably need a knife or something. Just like punch it and see if you can get it. There you go. <laughs> she didn't, she's not making you angry. Okay, what'd you get here? What'd you get? What'd you get? Do you know what this is? Okay, this we're going to pretend today. This is a defibrillator. Anybody know what a defibrillator is? Do you know what a defibrillator is? Okay, defibrillator is something that apparently hospitals and doctor's offices don't want to let you borrow because I guess they need them for some reason. <laughs> and it also is, uh, they're very expensive and they don't fit into church sermon illustration budget. They cost you over $1,000. So can you imagine, Brian, with me, that you open the gift... And it's a defibrillator, and now that you know what it is, it's like what they use to like get people's heart beating again. You received it, and it was super expensive. And so what's the first thing we do after we receive a gift, right? We go and we look up and see how much that thing actually cost, right? <laughs> we're like, see what, no, we don't really do that, but some of us do, some of us do. So you look up what it's cost, and you see that this defibrillator is so expensive, but it's kind of useless to you, right? You're like, what am I going to do with this super expensive gift? I'm just going to take it home and put it in the corner. But that's kind of true in our faith with Jesus. The defibrillator is really the first gift, and it's the gift of salvation. It's much like the defibrillator. It's useless to us until we realize that we're dead, right? It's not useless until we're that we're dead and our heart stops beating. And what Ephesians 2, one, verse 1 says is that we were dead in our trespasses, our transgra- uh, transgressions and sins. Romans 3.23 says that we've all, every single one of us have fallen short of the glory of God. I give it up for Brian. That was quick gift un- unwrapping. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. And it's, it's through this gift of Jesus. The first gift is the gift of, of salvation. And it's Jesus was born to give you life. And you may think like today that like you're doing fine, but if I asked you honestly in your heart of hearts, are you spiritually alive or spiritually dead? I think there's many of us around the room, you'd say, yeah, I'm spiritually alive. There's others in the room, be like, I'm, I'm honestly spiritually dead. I think there's a lot of us in this room that'd be like, a little bit alive, I'm a little bit dead, if I was really honest. But when I was a kid, um, we used to shoot squirrels with our BB guns. I don't know if you've ever done that. And um, have you ever run over a squirrel, right? Those squirrels that I shot when I was a kid, and if you ever run over a squirrel, that squirrel's not half dead. You're either dead or you're alive, and I know what we're saying, it's still moving, but you're either dead or alive. There is no half dead. There is no half dead. And so maybe you're in this room, and, and you feel, if you're honest with yourself, you're half dead, half spiritually dead. You're surviving, but you're not living in We've got to understand that until we understand that, that we are dead in our sin, and it's because of Jesus that we have life. He was born to, to give us life. When he, through his death and resurrection, we would come to know what life is really all about, and it's in receiving the first, the gift of salvation, one that at first we're like, I don't need that. How many of us in this room have at some point with Jesus being like, I don't need that. I don't need that religion stuff. I don't need that Jesus. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, living, a, I'm living a good life. But until we look at it and, and when we open that gift, we no longer say, I don't need this. But we open it and be like, you know what? I'm dead in my transgressions and my sins. I need that. I need that. And we won't know eternity without 
the gift of salvation, the gift of Jesus. He was born that we might know life eternal. Jesus told the, the woman at the well, he said, if you knew the gift of God that was standing right in front of you, then you would give him a, a, a drink of water and he would give you and he would give you everlasting water, water that will never run dry. You won't have to keep coming back to this well. And some of us, spiritually, we just keep searching for something to fill it when God has offered the gift of salvation to bring us to life. The second gift, I need, a, I need another kid. Where are you at, Zane? You wanted to help. Come here, buddy. Come here. Let's do, oh, I just put that candle out. Can you open that one for me, man? It's going to be hard. I'm going to help you just a little bit. Let's pull that. All right, now you can get into it, man. Rip that thing open. Rip it open. Let's get you started. There you go, man. Rip that thing open. Awesome, awesome. Flip this thing over, man, and open it up and tell me what you got in this present. What do you have, man? Open that up. Do you know what that is? What is this? Do you know what this is? Uh-huh. You can't really have it. It's my father-in-law's, and he's going to be mad if I don't get it back. <laughs> Do you know what this is? I don't know. No, it's okay. Everybody know what this is? It's kind of almost um, forgotten now. It's a, yeah, it's a GPS. It's a GPS. I remember. Thank you, Zane. High five, dude. Good job. High five. I remember one Christmas. Um, no, no, not that one. That one's not ready yet. You're going to let the cat out of the bag. There's not really a cat in there. Here. Um, I remember one Christmas after I went off to college, my mom knew I was directionally challenged, and she got me one of these. It was a TomTom like this. Because I, I was terrible at directions. I was terrible at getting around. And the second gift that Jesus brings us is just like this GPS. It's, Jesus was born that, to show us how to live. He wasn't just born to, sh- to give us life, but to give us life to the full. And he was going to show us basically a new way to be human. And what I love about the GPS, my favorite thing, we were, we were in Paris uh, almost two years ago, and uh, me and my wife got in a little bit of an argument because I was sick of staring at it. And I could have, the whole time, I could have just turned the audio on because that's the best part is like the British voice, or if you have the Waze app, you can get Terry Crews or Arnold Schwarzenegger telling you to take certain turns. It's very funny. Um, but it's so nice to just sit back and relax and just enjoy the ride. And that's what this does. And at first, similar to the defibrillator, when these first came out, most of us like, I don't need that. I know how to get around. I know how to use a map. I don't, I don't need that. But the, the beauty of this TomTom here, this GPS, is that we don't have to worry about which way we should go. Like We can learn to obey God and enjoy his presence. And it goes with us wherever we go. Like God wants to go with you wherever you're going this Christmas season. And the, the truth of the matter is that he was born that we might know life and know it to the fullest. And, and it, really the second gift, the first gift is a gift of salvation. The second gift is a gift of his presence. He goes with us. The last thing he told his disciples in Matthew 28, 19, and 20 was, hey, I'm going to be with you until the very end of the age. Goes with us wherever we go. John 10, 10 says that the thief comes to, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. 
but I've come that they might have life and they might have it to the full. That's what you can sit back and enjoy because he's come to to show you life to the full. He's going to show us actually how to live. We don't have to figure it out on our own. But when we're prideful and we stick with our maps and we stick with kind of our old former way of doing things and we don't follow his instructions and his guidance, we don't get to enjoy the journey. We can't enjoy life to the full. My wife doesn't have to be caught up in a map the whole journey. I don't have to be caught up in a map. I can just obey God and listen to his voice, and he's going to guide me through it. We can experience abundance, I believe, to the fullest by first plugging in. The one thing we fear is not how to get somewhere, but our phone dying, right? (laughs) That's what we're really afraid of, not is that we'll get lost, but that our phone will die. Then we'll get lost. And so I want to use the phrase plugging in, plugging into a daily relationship with God. Like, if your batteries are dying, if you're living on E and you're feeling lost, go back to plugging into a daily relationship with God. Plug into a Christian community. If you're here from out of town, plug into a Christian community back home. Um, plug into using your gifts for the kingdom. Being present at home and at work. You want to experience abundance? Like, shut down the noise, quiet the noise of the house, whatever that might be, the video games or the phones or the music, or the TV, and just be, be present. Like, tomorrow, today, tonight, like, practice the presence of God, and we begin to experience abundance and pursue obedience. All we gotta do is listen to his voice and obey the instructions. Remember what Jesus would be called. They said his name will be called Emmanuel, God with us. Second gift is a gift of his presence. So we not only trust him with our past and our future with salvation, but we, we trust him with the, the present and with the future, that he's going to lead the way, that he's going to guide. He's going to lead the way. Trust God with your present and your future. When you trust God, you never know where he's going to take you. He'll take you. He'll take you much further than what you ever dreamed when we really learn to walk in, in obedience. I never dreamed that I would live in Jacksonville, never dreamed it. I never dreamed that I would have three kids. Literally, I was, I was thinking one, one and a half, two, max, right? <laughs> but when you obey God, he'll take you places you never thought. I never thought that I would step down on, on every major continent by age 30. I never thought I would do those things. I never thought I would do so many things. When, when you trust God, he'll take you to places that you never thought you'd go. And so trust him. And enjoy the journey. Enjoy his presence. Um, the last gift. I need one more kid. Who's going to help me? Who's going to help me? Hey, come here, buddy. I saw a hand. I'm sorry. I just missed that. I saw a hand. See that hand? Hey, bud. Yes, I want you to rock it out and try not to catch your shirt on fire. That would not go well for anybody. Open that last gift up. Get it open, you find where it's open. There you go. Awesome. Tell me what you found in there. Okay, you got a lighter, and what else is in there? What else is in there? Candle. Are you excited about this candle? What if I told you you could you could you could hold some fire in your hand? Would that excite you? No. No? What if I told you you could just hold this candle? 
You're not excited about that? You don't want to hold it? Just hold it right there. You're good. You're good. Just hold it. You can stand up for me. No pressure. No pressure. But all of our lives are in your hands right now. <laughs> um, the, third, the third gift is a candle. The first gift is a gift of salvation. And it's useless to us. It costs, costs Jesus his life. And it's useless to us until we realize we're dead. The second one is a GPS, that Jesus was born to, to show us how to live. And the third is that Jesus was born to, to light your candle. And I know that, that sounds maybe even a little weird. Ushers are going to come and, and begin to pass out candles. And we're going to have a time here where you're going to get this whole room lit up. Can you do that? Can you get this whole room lit up? I don't think so. I know. He said, I don't think so. Because that feels like a lot. But what if I told you I just need you to light one person's candle? Do you think you could do that? All right, wait for just a second, and they're going to get passed out, and I just want you to go find one person and light their candle, and then the whole room's going to have a candle that's lit up. Let the ushers pass these out. Camden. Camden, don't light this room on fire, buddy. I don't know that you can be trusted with fire. That's my middle son I'm talking to over there. I'm not talking to some else's kid. So he's getting it started. If you'll begin to pass this around. Candle doesn't seem like much at first. If you were to open the, a gift and you got a candle, you, you'd think, eh, nice candle. Hope it smells good. It doesn't seem like much, but the candle has power. The candle has purpose. Thank you all for passing those around. The candle doesn't seem like much at first when you first receive it, but the candle has, has power to it. Ask the folks in the Rocky Mountains, or not the Rocky Mountains, the Smoky Mountains right now, if a candle, if a little bit of fire has power. Lit the whole forest on fire. It was just some kids playing around. It's very sad. But think about what this happens. Our little buddy that was up here, he, he was nervous that he couldn't light this whole room, and sometimes we feel like that. This candle has purpose, and it has power in it. And for every son and daughter in this room, like you've been given purpose and power through Jesus Christ and his spirit. And it's to not light the whole world on fire, but to just light somebody that's close to you. Extend the light. Jesus said in John chapter 9, verse 5, that while I'm in this world, I'm the light of the world. But in, in Matthew chapter 5, he said something very different when he was preaching his first sermon. He said that you're the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven.
Not only have you been given the, the gift of salvation and the gift of his presence, but you've been given the gift of purpose. Your life has meaning. And if you guys can go ahead and dim the lights for us, you'll see that, again, if one light were to go out, and then another, and then another, and then another, we'd find ourselves in complete darkness. But here, in this moment, we still find plenty of light to get around. And even more, we could fill the room, fill the room with more. The candle has purpose. You have purpose. The third gift is a gift of purpose. And God has trust, entrusted you with the good news, sons and daughters. He's entrusted you with purpose and with power to carry on the good news. If we look at Luke chapter 2, verse 7, it says this. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. The glory, like right now, we're feeling a little bit of illumination in this room. But can you imagine the illumination for these humble shepherds in the middle of a field as the glory of the Lord shone around them. The, the very manifest presence of God shining around them. And the truth of the matter is that that same glory of God becomes manifest as we live out the gospel and we live out the good news with the power of the Holy Spirit shining through us through our good deeds. And just as these shepherds rush to find Jesus through your good deeds and through you living out the good news, people come rushing and are moved by the glory of God shining all around you and all around us. And so today I, I want to make a very simple request and a very simple um, ask today. As you know that the light shines in the darkness, the darkness will not overcome it. I want to ask you, like, have you received not just one gift, but all the gifts of Jesus? Receive the gift of salvation. If you're in this room and, and, and you haven't heard the gospel before and you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, like, why would you push away the gift? I hope that you know that without Jesus Christ, we are dead in our sin. Our very best day, our very best righteousness pales in comparison to the glory of God and the holiness and perfection of God. And so I ask you, just as the beginning line of joy to the world says, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. I pray that the gift of salvation, the gift of his presence, and the gift of real purpose, I pray that you would receive the gifts today. Receive, receive him as king.